football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of Weekend Wagers. I'm your host, Eric Warner, joined once again by Ziad of At Picks Hammerhead. What's up? Today's spreads are brought to you by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool and bet responsibly. All right, Ziad, we're uh, we're back after a real successful week last week. For uh, some of us, yeah. Well, hey, Ziad coming off a three and two week, which puts him up to thirteen and eight on the season. I'll take it. Still positive week. Like haven't been, I haven't had a negative week yet, so I'll, I'll take three and two, even though the Rams screwed. Yeah, that was one of the shocks of the week. Clearly, like I did not see that coming um hat tip to arizona they came out and delivered but you did see a lot of other things coming yeah i whopping big massive seven and oh week for me last week um words can't describe how pumped up i was on sunday that was one of the better that was that's the best sunday i've ever had uh but moving on it's over it's in the past we gotta go uh go to the next week i'm 14 and 10 on the season that got me out of the negative and I loved the card last week. I had a lot of plays, seven. This week is kind of the exact opposite. I, I'm not in love with this card. There are a few things I'll be on, but nowhere near as positive as I am about the card as I was last week. How about you, Z? Do you like this I card? I think I found some spots. But all right, overall, do you like it as much as nor- regular weeks, or what do you think? I think the card's okay. But I yeah. do have some spots where I think we can make some money. So that's trumps you know the entertainment of some games when you're making money right on all righty before we get into it i just got to remind everybody this podcast is also sponsored by manscape it's football season baby and you know what that means it means we're going for two here with the sponsor of today's show manscape blitzing through hairs has never been easier and it's time you join the two million men worldwide who trust manscape by using code doink at manscape.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping it's three and out the window with all of the trimmers. Now go tame that Wildcat offense. The world is starting to open up again, and the Performance Package 4.0 is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop, Re- Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, the Boxer Briefs and Shed Travel Bag. Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is the perfect package for your package and a key for a great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys down, downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's D-O-I-N-K, DOINK. All right, Ziad, week five is here. I can't believe how fast the season's going. It's I hate how fast it's going. It, but it's of, so beautiful. I it's know. It's such a wonderful thing to have in our lives. Sundays are wonderful and this sunday we actually get a game right when we wake up 9 30 a.m over across the pond at wembley stadium the jets are facing atlanta atlanta's three-point favorites over under set at 45 and a half do you have a feeling or sorry injuries in this one calvin ridley and russell gage did not make the trip they're out at wide receiver for the falcons 
But the Jets are down two safeties, Marcus May and Adrian Colbert. Remember, also, LaMarcus Joyner's out for the year, so they're down three safeties, the Jets. Do you have a play on this game? I'm definitely staying away from this one. Um, definitely going to wake up and watch it. Interested to see Zach Wilson traveling across the pond, coming off a win. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty you know, anxious to see if Atlanta could do anything on offense. Like, other than Cordero Patterson, where Matt Ryan has gone to him nonstop in the last mm-hmm. few games, without Calvin Ridley, without Russell Gage, they're going to rely on Kyle Pitts, who's had kind of a disappointing start to his NFL career. And Cordero, like I, like, like I mentioned earlier, Patterson. So I'm definitely going to stay away from this game. But I'm interested in what, what's going to happen. And if the Jets can, you know, show us that their win last week wasn't a fluke. Yeah, no, I, I really don't like the spread in this game. I, I'm not sure who's going to win. They're both bad teams. But I'm on the over 45 and a half in this game. I like taking the over when two bad teams play. And I think that what makes these teams bad is their defense. The Jets being down two safeties, three if you count Joyner, who's lost for the year. I think that evens out the loss of Calvin Ridley and Gage for the Falcons. And the Jets don't have a good secondary to begin with. So when that area is getting thinner, I don't mind. Uh, I still don't mind some of the weapons Atlanta has throwing the ball with uh, Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst at tight end. Olamid Zacchaeus is a, not a terrible player. He's not a wide receiver one, obviously, but he's still, he's going up against poor cornerbacks. In yeah, he's going to be worth a look for any time touchdown score too. His odds must be pretty I good. Think I he tune into Deager this weekend. I actually have a feeling he is on him. Um, but also then on the other side of the ball, Zach Wilson is a gunslinger. He's going to be throwing the ball all day. And, Falcons defense doesn't really scare me so give me the over I think there's gonna be points across the pond yeah I just gotta see it first like the offense of the Jets is bottom three in the league they average 12 points a game so I just gotta see it out of them more consistently before I have faith in in betting them. yeah this is uh this is a softer defense they'll be going up against they've yeah, played yeah. some tough defenses but yeah I just like it's a shorter number at 45 too it's not in the 50s I like it Next game, Philadelphia Eagles are going into Carolina. Carolina is a three-point favorite. Total in this one is 45.5. Lane Johnson is still out for Philly, but they are getting one tackle back in Jordan Maialata. So they're only down three offensive linemen right now, not four like last week. And Carolina's coming in banged up as well. Tackle Cam Irving and linebacker Shaq Thompson are out. Christian McCaffrey is doubtful. Um, so both teams kind of banged up here. Um, I don't really have a feel on this one. This is one I'm staying away from. Eagles, they didn't punt last week and they got blown yeah. out. So I, I don't know how to get a read on that. Carolina and their first chance to step up in class against Dallas didn't really deliver. They kind of, um, yeah, they, gave they got blown point. out. Yeah. yeah, they got blown out. Do you have a feel on this one? Another game that I'm going to stay away from. It, I think the line is fair at where it is. Um, but yeah, like like you mentioned, Carolina without McCaffrey, I think, again, he'll be out. Um, and there are injuries on, on defense with Shaq Thomas is out this game. Yeah. And Shaq Thomas has been an unreal player for them on defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge loss for them. Um, and, and yeah, 
they did acquire Stefan Gilmore, but he won't be available till for week till week seven. Um, and on the other side of the ball, you're right. Philadelphia did move the ball last week. They didn't punt once, but they were playing Kansas City's defense, which is one of the worst in the leagues. They give up on average like 32 points per game. So, um, I'm definitely gonna stay away from this one. But yeah, another this, interesting this numbers. Game to watch. I agree. This number's right where it should be. Minus three. That's a tough one. I'm staying away. Another minus three sped. Sorry, another minus three spread here is the Packers favored by three going into Cincinnati. Total in this one's 50 and a half. The Packers are pretty banged up. Jer Alexander is going to miss this game and center Josh Myers is also out. And two tackles in Jenkins and Kelly are questionable. So that Green Bay offensive lineman could be down two to three players. And on Cincinnati's side, Joe Mixon is questionable. Do you have a feel on this one? I actually do. And to add to your injuries, Zadarius Smith's out, Bakhtiari's yeah. still out. And, Those guys are on IR, yeah. Uh, King out. in the secondary also out too. So, like, they're really depleted there. They're they're hurting. And their offense hasn't been that great this year. They're 25th in total yardage, 25th in rushing, and 25th in passing. Like, it's kind of weird for an Aaron Rodgers offense to be kind of that quiet. Mm-hmm. I actually... I actually really like this spot for Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's been one of the most surprising teams on the year, both offensively and defensively. Joe Burrow looks like the real real deal, and T. Higgins should return to the lineup uh, this week. Cincy's defense has been top 10 in the league, and I think that they'll be able to cause some sort of havoc in Cincinnati against a Green Bay team that you don't really know who's going to show up from week to week. Like, Mm-hmm. I've said this before, but I just don't trust Aaron Rodgers anymore. I don't like putting my money on him anymore. So I'm going with Cincinnati here. It's going to make my card. Cincinnati's actually 4-1 and one at home all-time versus the Packers, too. So they've had success in Cincinnati against Green Bay. Uh, and, yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati. So Cincinnati plus three. This is on my card as well, Cincinnati plus three. I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. The injuries are starting to pile up for Green Bay. This is kind of this is an out of conference game, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot for the Packers. Um and yeah, the the line the, way, t- the line too though at three. Yeah, it right. just it's kind of like trying to attract everyone to Green Bay. It's when I first saw it, mm-hmm. your mind just goes straight to oh, I'm I'm getting Aaron Rodgers only at a field goal. But you, once you look into it and you dig deep and you yeah. think with your, you know, you think about it. The Cincinnati front seven has been sneaky. Um, they're getting pressure on quarterbacks. And if Green Bay is missing offensive linemen, I think they could win the trenches on that side of the ball. And they're getting their safety. Their leader, uh, Jesse Bates, back was huge on the back end. And I think the way to really dominate Cincinnati is with a good pass rush. Green Bay's pass rush has been meh. It's they for them to get pressure, they've had to dial up blitzes, and that's I don't like that recipe. So I'm getting three points at home with the Bengals. Sign me up. I'm I'm with you. We're both on Cincinnati plus three this week. Moving into Houston here, New England is coming in as an eight and a half point favorite. This spread opened up, I believe, at ten. It's been bet down to eight and a half now. Houston in Houston. Totals 39 and a half. Um, New England is coming in banged up as well. Uh, on the offensive line, Trent Brown and Shaq Mason are out. 
Can Houston take advantage of that? I don't really know. This is Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterback Davis Mills. We all know the stats about that. Bill just owns rookie quarterbacks, but at a spread of eight and a half, I'm not, I can't take Mac Jones on the road to cover eight and a half. Not, not happening. Do you have a feel on this one? I have a lean, and the lean is to the under because I'm in agreement with you. I don't trust Mac Jones and the New England offense at all. And obviously, you don't trust Davis Mills and the Houston offense, especially against Belichick, like you mentioned, 23-8 and uh, versus rookie QBs all time. The New England offense has only put... They've only scored more than 17 points once this year. Mm -hmm. Houston's defense is pretty bad. It's in bottom five in the league. But I have a feel that... They'll be able to slow the game down, and New England's not going to be able to put points up. Especially with New England down two offensive linemen. Yeah, so I, I'm i leaning the under. It's not going to make my card because 39.5 is a low number, man. It's mm-hmm. a low number, but that that's that's the lean for me. Maybe even the first half under. The first half under would be, what, around 20, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. That, that, would, that would be a good look, too. I have another first half under that I'll bring up later in the show. Right on, yeah. I can't take Mac Jones on the road to cover eight and a half, and no chance in hell I'm putting a dollar down on Davis Mills. So New England's defense has been really good, like fifth in total yardage against, fourth against the pass. So like they've been really good. I don't see Houston putting up more than thirteen points, and I don't really see New England putting up more than twenty points. So I I do see an under here, but like you said, nine points, eight and a half points might be too much. Alrighty, moving on to an AFC South matchup. The Tennessee Titans are four and a half point favorites going into Jacksonville. Total of this one's 48 and a half. AJ Brown is back for the Titans, but Julio Jones is still out. Bud Dupree is listed as questionable, but he did practice today. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this. This might be the squarest pick of all time but i'm going with the titans minus four and a half it is absolute dysfunction down in jacksonville right now yep getting lap dances by uh, (laughs) teenage girls out of bar urban meyer has had way too much press time this week i just think it's an absolute mess going down in jacksonville right now and tennessee's coming off an embarrassing loss this is a low number at four and a half i think this should be over a touchdown Tennessee's got to be embarrassed. They lost to the Jets. They got to come in focus to beat a Jags team here. So it's on my card. I don't feel great about it because it feels like the squarest pick of all time. But I'm taking Titans minus four and a half. Like if, if you were going Jacksonville, I might think that was a little bit weird and I wouldn't really agree with you. But how can you not take Tennessee at four and a half? Jacksonville is in disarray. They're an awful team again, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to figure it out anytime soon. So I w- would be in agreement with you, Tennessee four and a half, but that's not making my card this week. Sounds good. On to an NFC North matchup here. The Detroit Lions are going into Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by 10. I believe that spread opened around seven and a half, eight. It's been bet all, all the way up to 10. Totals 49 and a half. For the Vikings, defensive tackle Michael Pierce is still out. For Detroit, Trey Trey Flowers and Panay Sewell Sewell are listed as questionable. I don't like betting big spreads. I wish I maybe got on this at uh, when the number was closer to seven. I'm staying away from this one. Do you have a feel? 
there's so much that screams Minnesota blowout this week. There so many stats. Like my Zimmer's 32 and 15 against the spread off a loss, including 4 and 0 against the spread as a favorite of more than 7 7 points. More more to that. The favorite in this matchup is 6 and 1 against the spread in their last 7 meetings. The Lions are 1 and 5 against the spread in their last 6 road games. The Lions are 1 and 6 against the spread in their last 7 meetings in Minnesota. Minnesota's offense is going to be able to destroy the Detroit defense. And without pressure from Detroit's D-line, I think uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have so much time to just pick apart their secondary. And even if Cook sits, which he is questionable uh, to play, the Vikings just have way more talent uh, than, the, than, than the Lions. And they should, they should smash them at home. I think this might be a really good survivor pick, taking Minnesota. I think New England's another one that might be a good survivor pick, but everything just screams Minnesota blowout. Is it on your card? Yeah, let's add it to yeah, my card. Yeah, there it is. He's locking in mini minus 10. I definitely lean that way. I'm not taking the Lions. I mean, if you want, I know many people probably didn't watch the Lions versus Bear game, Bears game last week. It was one of the worst games on the schedule, but. The amount of times the Lions just shot themselves in the foot in the red zone, it was laughable. Like, the Lions are going to lion. And Min- <laughs> the Lions are going to lion. <laughs> and my rule with Kirk Cousins is if he's playing an elite defense, don't take him. If he's playing a poor defense, take Kirk. And I classify the Lions as a poor defense. So definitely lean that way. Not going to make my card. But on Just to- one more thing I want to mention there. I'm buying the hook. So it is at 10, but I'm going to buy the hook. Bring it down to 9.5. Right. And just pay a little bit of juice. It's only minus one eighteen. So I'm yeah, more, yeah. I'm more than comfortable paying that little bit of juice for the hook here because Minnesota winning by ten, it would it would really disappoint me if I had it minus ten and they won by. 10. Oh, that's a that's a good uh, look. Minus one eighteen is not a bad, uh, not much juice at all. I would definitely do that as well. On to another one p.m. start. The Denver Broncos are going into Heinz Field, taking on the Steelers. Another low total in this one, 39 and a half. Um, for this one, Pittsburgh's coming in relatively healthy. The Broncos, however, Bridgewater, Melvin Gordon, Patrick Sertain, Portland Sutton are all questionable, but they all practice. So question marks there for this one. Might have to tune in Sunday closer to the game for an injury report. Big Ben's also questionable. He is his whole body is banged up. Like he's got hips now, his shoulder, everything with the guy is banged up. I can't put any money on this Steelers offense whatsoever. It's it's so hard to watch. But also Denver, the way they looked last week against Baltimore, that was their first step up in class, and it they didn't they didn't come to come to play at all. So I'm not betting on Denver until I see them put together a good performance against a quality opponent staying away here do you have anything on this one so this is that game that i alluded to earlier the first half total it's at 20 i believe and i'm definitely going to take the under 20 in the first half the denver offense looks pretty bad right now they've they've had a lot of injuries to both their offense and defense but with teddy coming back if he comes back from the concussion uh, no Judy Sutton. It's coming off, of, yeah, banged He's up. Few. So I just don't, I don't 
trust Denver's offense to put up any points. The Pittsburgh offense has been abysmal this year. They're 32nd in rushing the ball. They don't rush the ball. They just dump everything off. It's so annoying and boring to watch. They're 27th in total yards, 28th in points scored. Like, it's, yeah, it's awful. So I, I think the first half under 20 is a huge, huge, huge play. It might be the biggest play for me this week. Some stats to back that up. Denver's 15-3 and three under in the first half with Fangio as their head coach. Pittsburgh is 30th in the first half pace. And Denver's 25th in first half pace. Nice. Everything just screams the under in the first half. The number, I believe, is at around, yeah, 39 and a half. So it's another one like the New England-Houston where it's just a, a little bit too low for me. But I do like the first half uh, under. Nice. All right. We'll lock you in for that. I'm getting the number. First half yeah, over under is 19 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Locking that in. And yeah, I'm staying away from that one. On to the next one. The Miami Dolphins are going into Tampa. The Buccaneers come in in this game as a 10 point favorite. Total is at 48. The Bucs are banged up. Gronk is still out. And the Tampa secondary, especially, is pretty banged up. Antoine or Winfield is out, Davis is out, Dean is a question mark, and also JPP is still a question mark. And I I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm taking the Dolphins. I think they're oh, one of the worst man. teams in the league. But they're getting 10 points here, and Tampa's too banged up to be favored by 10 in this game. Throw in is an absolute emotional letdown. Everybody was up for that game last week. It was a massive, massive game. Now you're coming home to take on the Dolphins. I, I think that's a tough spot. Throw in their plane on Thursday night next week against the Eagles. I think they might have one eye towards that game. With how bat banged up Tampa's secondary is, Miami's backdoor cover is going to be in play at the minimum. Yeah, I, they, they don't I, give up in Miami yet. It's true. They showed that against Vegas. I think Miami can at least cover the number. I have no interest whatsoever in betting money line, obviously, but I just think that this is too many points. I'm getting 10 points with the Dolphins team that I think still has something to prove. I've been calling them out thinking they're awful, so show me something. Yeah, and they do bounce back pretty well. Like The Dolphins are 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games following a straight-up loss. So Brian Flores definitely, he's a good head coach, and he'll definitely have them up. But I just don't see Miami scoring more than 20 points, even with Tampa's struggles on defense. They're not going to be able to rush the ball. No one runs the ball on the Tampa Bay defense, so they're going to have to throw it. And even though the secondary is beat up, I just feel like this is the week where Tampa gets right, puts up 30 points again. Like they, They've been averaging 31 points a game, so they're going to put up mm -hmm. 30 points a game. The Miami defense has been bad this year. And, and what what made Miami so good last year surprisingly was their defense and their takeaways and it's not the same defense this year so yeah I trust me I don't like Miami as a team I'm just banking on this being a letdown spot for Tampa and Dolphins just doing enough to hang around yeah, this is this is a great I feel like a great teaser pick too so if you if you parlay this with New England for example tease both of them yeah, I, I think something there. That would be a good look, but I'm not going to, yeah, I'm just going to stay away from the spread. All righty. The New Orleans Saints are going into Washington. 
New Orleans is favored by two and a half currently. The over-under is at 43 and a half. Some key injuries in this one. Uh, on both sides of the ball, the teams are going to be down an all-pro offensive lineman. For the Saints, it's Teron Armstead. For Washington, it's Brandon Scherf. Um, also for the Saints, another offensive lineman, Eric McCoy. Their center is out. Uh, on Washington's side of the ball, Gibson is a question mark. Do you have a feel on this one? Uh, I've been fighting. I've been going back and forth uh, with this one. And I'm just not sure yet. I'm going to wait to hear what you have to say. But I'm just not sure yet about this one. I, I'm leaning New Orleans. I feel like Sean Payton will bounce back off that terrible, terrible loss to the Giants at home. Yeah, I told you about that one. Yeah, I know. I, I felt horrible. My... <laughs> my brother actually took New Orleans Survivor too. Like yeah, a clown. And, he said and his exact line was, "I'm saving Buffalo." So and we, what are we him, saving them for? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Washington's defense has just been so bad. Such a disappointment this year. Like you mentioned, I mean, sorry, like you mentioned, Brandon Scherf is out, and, and the Washington just can't get off the field. They're last mm. in the league on third down conversion percentage. They just can't get off the field. Yeah, I. Normally, when I think a defensive line has a big advantage against an offensive line, that's one of my favorite angles, but I'm not going back to Washington. I think they, like on paper, if two offensive linemen are out for Saints and arguably their two best, Washington should win the trenches on that side of the ball, but they should have dominated Atlanta last week. I sweated that game out way too hard, so I'm not going back to Washington. I think there's rain in the forecast, too. <laughs> and if New Orleans... Right, you know but, they'll like, they'll make them they'll make them throw the ball, and I just don't really trust mm -hmm. Heineke. Like Logan Thomas is out too, which, which is a huge loss for them yeah. offensively. They don't they, they've had I don't think uh, Curtis Samuel is healthy yet. Cam Sims I don't think is he's out. Yeah, so like I just yeah. I just don't see Washington putting up too many points, and I feel like New Orleans. This is the you know a, a good bounce back spot for New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans quietly, like, even before that game against the Giants, like, they had been outgained by yards on the year, even though they were 2-1 and one and dominated Green Bay week one. They were still behind in yards. And then the New York Giants outgained them in yards last year, last week. So They New were Orleans, up, though, 21-10 in the fourth quarter. I know, but, like, uh, New Orleans has been outgained by an average of 70 yards per game this year. Like, uh, I don't... I, I mean, they're not out of, they're in every game they've played, but I just, I still don't think they're a good football team. And, but I, I don't think Washington's a good football team either. So I'm definitely staying away. Yeah. I'm not going to put anything on my card. Alrighty. Moving on to the 4 PM games. Now the Chicago bears are going into Las Vegas. The Raiders are five and a half point favorites. Total in this game is 45. David Montgomery, unfortunately, is going to be sidelined for a few weeks with a knee injury. Akeem Hicks is doubtful for the Bears, but for the Raiders, they're down a pair of cornerbacks. Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett have both been ruled out. Do you have a feel on this one? Well, you definitely can't bet Chicago. So that just rules one side of it out. <laughs> but I, I, I just don't trust the spread at five and a half. If Max Crosby and, and Ngakwe, you know, put pressure on this Bears offensive line that hasn't been good, Justin Fields is not going to have an easy night. 
and Vegas's home crowd has been extremely loud. They're they they seem very hostile. So I definitely wouldn't go Chicago, but I'm not gonna take Vegas at five and a half either. I think the spread is so disrespectful. The Bears are five and a half point favorites. I I can't bet on my team, so I'm not locking it in or anything. But the Vegas Raiders, I think, are an overrated team. They have the what? They're dead last at rush yards per attempt in the NFL. Their offensive line is bad. Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn, who I've ripped Robert Quinn probably more than anybody on this podcast. He's having a good year. So I got to give credit where credit's due. He worked hard this offseason. He is back to being an act- a player, at least. So I think Mack and Quinn dominate this game. Roquan Smith sh- should be able to cover Darren Waller. He's an elite coverage linebacker. If you take away Darren Waller, Raiders can't do anything on offense. And Hunter Renfro's pretty good. Yeah, he he's a good player, awesome, but... Have you seen that route he runs? Like, that special route Hunter Renfro runs? It's yeah. so pretty. It's actually... Yeah. Might, it might be the I just think this Raiders team. offense is so one-dimensional. They can't run the ball. They have the lowest yards per carry in the NFL. It's true, it's, but they throw the ball really well. They're second in passing yards. Yeah, but I think the Bears have the horses to slow them down, like, with the pass rush and Roquan Smith, because Darren Waller gets, like, I want to say like yeah. close to 40% of their targets per game. Like they yeah. go to, they feed him like crazy. I just think it's a disrespectful line. I also think Justin Fields should be able to take advantage of two cornerbacks being out. Like I, I might just throw a half unit on the bears money line just for fun because I'm going to be watching the game. But I, I think the spread is so disrespectful. Yeah. I just, there's just no way that I would have faith in fields going on the road in Vegas yeah. and coming out with the result. Like they both their road losses this year were by 20 points. Yeah. All right. Moving on to moving another on. 4 p.m. game. Uh, this is a game I'm really excited to watch. The Cleveland Browns are going into LA. Spread is two and a half. Chargers are favored. Total is 47. Um, the Cleveland Browns have a laundry list of question marks in this game. And that would be Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, Troy Hill, Ward, and Wills. All question marks. Greg Newsom and offensive tackle Hubbard have already been ruled out. But still, those are key guys as well that are on the question mark list. So I'm going to be waiting to Sunday for this one to if I see if I lock anything in. Because I like the Browns in this game. Oh, man. There's so much that just screams Browns. Like yeah, I mentioned I, in, in a previous game, there's just so much that just says, Browns are the play. The Chargers are allowing over five yards of carry right now. Their defense, Brandon Staley's defense, is built off the you can't beat us deep. We're not going to give you passes. If you want to take the run yards, do it. And, saw, what, we, what, and what does Cleveland do really, really, really exactly. well? Best that, in the league? That style of defense works really well when you're playing the Raiders and they can't run the ball. But when you're getting behind that Cleveland Browns offensive line and you got Chubb and Hunt coming down at you, you can't be giving them five to seven yards a carry. They're just going to chew you up. And they, al- they allow out. 140 yards a game on the ground. They're, yeah. They're going to give up 150 yards on the ground to Cleveland's rushing duo, Chubb and Hunt. They're, they're so good. Coming from a Baltimore fan, it hurts me to say how good Cleveland looks this year, both offensively mm-hmm. and defensively. If it yeah. wasn't for Baker Mayfield being Baker Mayfield, this is a Super Bowl contender. 
I agree. It's not on my card as of right now. Stay tuned to my Twitter this weekend. On Sunday, I'll be tweeting if I bet this game or not because I got to see if Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney play. Those are two big pieces on defense. As long as those two guys and one of the cornerbacks, Hill or Ward, play, I'll be on Cleveland. But as for now, it's not on my card. But I everything screams Cleveland to me in this matchup. Yeah, I have some notes of that back that statement up. Browns are 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games. They're 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games versus a team with a winning home record. Browns are 4-0 against the spread in their last four games as a road underdog. They're 5-0 against the spread in their last five games following a straight-up win. Everything is just screaming Browns. They're 6-1 against the spread in their last seven meetings with the Chargers. But one thing I really, really do like, and which is making my card this week, under 47. I feel like Cleveland's going to move the ball well. They're not going to get stopped on the ground, Mm -hmm. and they're going to take time off the clock. Exactly. Take time off the clock, keep the ball away from Herbert, and that just screams a Cleveland low-scoring win. Nice. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Cause, yeah, I, I envision Cleveland going on, like, 10-minute drives and just chewing up ground. Yeah, and, and the Chargers' defense is pretty good, too. Derwin James is one of the best defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. He's so versatile. He can play so many different positions. Like, they might even put him on Odell to shut him down. And Yeah, so the un- you're on the under 47, locking that in? Lock that one up. One of my most favorite picks of the week. All righty. Moving on to an NFC West matchup. The San Francisco 49ers are going into Arizona. Arizona putting their unbeaten record on the line. They're four and a half point favorites. Total is 48 and a half. Jimmy G is out. Kevon Williams is out for the 49ers. George Kittle showed up as doubtful today. That would be a huge blow for this 49ers team. Arizona cornerback Byron Jones is out. Trey Lance making his first start. I I lean San Francisco in this game because Arizona is giving up over 135 rush yards per game. I think San Francisco could be able to move the ball through the ground. I was going to have them on my card, and then when Kittle was ruled doubtful, that scared me off it. He's so key in their run game as a blocker. And you, I would love to have a tight end out, a reliable tight end out there for a rookie making his first start, a good safety blanket. So I've taken, I haven't bet this one. It's not on my card yet, but I do lean San Francisco. How about you? So what you mentioned about the Cards' run defense, I have some stats here. The 29th in rush success rate, one of the worst teams in the league. They're 27th in 10 plus yards rushes allowed, so they give up big rushes. They're 32nd worst in the league. In percent of rushes allowed over five yards. This Cardinals rush defense has a lot of issues. And what does San Francisco do very, very, very well? And with Trey Lance in now, who is another weapon rushing the ball, their offensive line is going to create holes. And they're going to move the ball against the Cardinals. I feel like this is a letdown spot for the Cardinals, too. Coming off that huge win against the Rams. Look unreal. Like they, They do look really good. Kyler Murray looks really good. He's the best quarterback in the league when blitzed. He has the best passer rating. But I feel like San Francisco is not going to blitz him. They're just going to, you know. Try to get pressure with four. They have a good front. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, they have that, that help in the secondary and come out with a, even if they don't win the game, the spreads a, a cool bet has it at four and a half right now. Yeah. Are you locking that in? 
Oh, the four and a half. I um, are you waiting for Sunday? Because I might lock this one in on Sunday. I, I got away for Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I want I want to see what if Kittle's gonna play, but yeah, I'm gonna stay away from this. I'm not gonna lock this one in yet. So on Sunday though, tune into our Twitter accounts on Sunday because there's gonna be some last second yeah. uh, information on injuries and stuff where they're gonna sway our picks one way or another. Yeah, exactly. That's one to keep an eye on. All right, the New York Giants are going into Dallas. Dallas is a seven-point favorite. Total in this one is 52.5. Shepard and Slayton are still out for the Giants. I think this is a letdown spot for the Giants coming off a big win last week, getting their first win in the year. But then again, you're playing the Cowboys in Jerry's world. That's a division game. That's a historic rivalry. If you can't get up for this game, why are you in the NFL? Dallas's offense has looked so impressive so far to start the year. I just feel like NFC East matchups generally are tight and competitive. So I don't really want to lay the seven with Dallas, but I don't trust Daniel Jones enough to bet him. This game is too tough for me. I, I'm staying away. Yeah, I'm torn too. Daniel Jones has looked really good this year, though. That's kind of why I am torn, because he kind of scares me right now. And with the emergence of John Ross and Kadarius Tony, how good did they look last week? It was kind of surprising. John Ross was he's a speedster. Can you kind of forget about how fast he really is? Do you think the Giants can play two good games in a row? No. So that's (laughs) why I'm staying away from it. The Cowboys' offense looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Their defense looks really good, too. They're but seven plays. points in a division game. Yeah, exactly. Seven points in a division game scares me. Definitely, I'm staying away. I don't see Dallas losing, but there's just something about Daniel Jones right now. He looks really good. He's starting to take care of the football. And, he, and man, he's yeah. fast. Yeah, he's a good runner, yeah. Game of the week, Sunday night football. So pumped for this one after some turkey and some pumpkin pie. The Buffalo Bills are going into Arrowhead. Chiefs are favored by three currently. Total in this one is 56 and a half. Such a high number. I was this That was something I was actually most excited for um, before this week was to find out what the number in this game was because I thought I was going to really like the over. I love both these teams, but... 56 and a half you have to get more than eight touchdowns like eight touchdowns and then more so like how think about how much times in a football game to get more than 56 points is hard i don't know what i'm doing with this game i i think this number is right where it should be chiefs as bad as the chiefs defense has been their offense has actually been as good they're the best offense in the league once again Patrick Mahomes is operating as the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. And there is a big, big question mark in this game. And that would be Matt Milano for the Buffalo Bills. If he is ruled out in this game, I will be betting Chiefs because Travis Kelsey should feast. Matt Milano is their most reliable coverage linebacker. In fact, he's their only coverage linebacker. Tremaine Edmonds stinks in coverage. If they do not have Matt Milano in this game, Travis Kelsey should dominate the middle. Do you have a feel on this one? This game is going to be so fun to watch. Like, it's, yeah. I, I have a feeling that the NFL office, they knew it was Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. They wanted to give us, a, so, you know, the Bills, a Canadian team somewhat. 
They wanted to give us them to watch after Turkey. This is going to be so, so much fun to watch. I'm kind of torn, though, on what side to take. I feel like later in the week, closer to kickoff, I'm going to have a side, which I really like. But as you mentioned, the loss of Milano, if he doesn't play, he, that's, that's a huge, huge loss to their defense, who, which is the best defense in the league right now. They're first in total Two yards against, first in total points, in points per game allowed. They only give up 11 points per game. That's, through four weeks, that's crazy. They give up the fourth least rushing yards, first mm. in passing yards allowed. And they're playing a Kansas City team that doesn't stop anyone's offense they can't stop the ball they've given up 30 30 35 and 29 points so far this season teams are averaging you know close to 32 points a game against them so like you said the number is really high you're asking a lot all it takes is a couple defensive stops and that number is kind of out of reach Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm just so torn on what side to take yeah yeah, I, I should actually have been more clear there. I, If Matt Milano is ruled out, I will be adding Travis Kelsey props to my card. I still don't want to take KC minus three because of their defense. Um, Josh Allen could slice it. I could see Josh Ka- Allen going up and down the field on this defense. So that's going to stay me, keep me away from the minus three. But if Matt Milano is out, I'll be on Travis Kelsey props. Uh, stay tuned to my Twitter for that. Um, moving on to the last game of the week, the Monday nighter, the Indianapolis Colts are going into Baltimore. Baltimore is a seven point favorite total. in this one is 46. Don't really have an injury report for this one. It's the Monday nighter. We'll get more of an accurate, uh, list, uh, tomorrow or Sunday. Carson Wentz can't really bet him. I, I, this one is so tough for me. I'll lean to you as a Ravens fan. How do you feel about this game? Do you trust Wentz against our blitz? Ugh, that scares me. Our, our offense has been really good. And Lamar showed last week how much better he is at throwing the ball. He connected deep to Marquise Brown on a beautiful diving catch. And the defense is turning it around, it seems. Even though they played Denver's offense with Drew Locke that came in pretty much for half the game, the Ravens' defense is doing really well at stopping the run. Their secondary obviously is depleted, but when you have Marcus Peters and everyone else out with serious injuries, what mm. do you really expect? I love, I, I love Baltimore here, but I'm going to buy the hook. So I'm going to move mm. it down to six and a half. But I do like Baltimore in a Monday night at home. Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis offense is going to have to, you know, survive the blitz. And I just don't see them putting up enough points to hang with the Ravens. Yeah, no, buying the hook. This is another case where buying the hook makes sense. You're still getting minus 118 at the six and a half. So I definitely would buy the hook as well. The Ravens don't play down to their you know, to the to the lower level that their competition may be sometimes. Like, the Ravens are 6-0 and against the spread in their last six home games versus a team with a losing road record. Mm-hmm. They're 4-0 against the spread in their last four home games. So the Ravens at home are a scary team. It's an unreal stadium, an unreal home crowd. There's just something about Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, too, that's super scary. He looks 
just super comfortable. As a Ravens fan playing at home, especially against a team like Indianapolis, I'm very, very, very com- comfortable that we'll come away with a touchdown win at, at, at the least. So I'm buying nice. the hook there. All right. Leans the ad there. Recapping the week. Week five card for me. I am going over in the game across the pond, 45 and a half. I'm going Cincinnati plus three, Tennessee minus four and a half, Miami plus 10, and to be determined on the Browns waiting on their injury report to be determined maybe on the 49ers. I'm not sure if those two will be added to my card. How about you, Zia? What's your card for the weekend? Okay, so we'll start off with the Vikings minus nine and a half. Bought the hook there. I'll get the Ravens out of the way too. Ravens minus six and a half. Bought the hook there. Going under in the first half with Pittsburgh and Denver at 19 and a half. Really like that pick. Going under in Cleveland and the Chargers under 47. Also really like that pick. And Cincinnati plus three. So I got five picks there. Got two totals, three sides. And check the Twitter account Saturday night and Sunday morning. Because I feel like I'm going to add a couple more plays. I, after this talk with Eric, I kind of yeah. like the card a, a little bit more. All right, everybody. To our Canadian listeners, enjoy Thanksgiving. Have some pumpkin pie. Enjoy the weekend. Take care.